Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Well, good evening, everybody, and welcome to Charlton Live. This is the big match preview. My name is Louis Mendes. Hope you guys are all well. On this week's show, we will be looking back at the uh, midweek win uh, over at MK Dons and ahead, of course, the Saturday's home game uh, with Morecambe. Joining me to do just that first up, Mr. Joe Puddyfoot, not not in his pub for, for once. How are you doing, Joe? Very good, Louis. Thank you very much. Yourself? Yeah, good. Yeah, very good indeed. I'm full of high spirits after three points on the road. Uh, you know, the promotion, here we come. Also joining us, uh, we can't be relegated now. That's uh, that, that's something worth clinging on to as well. Also joining us, uh, looking resplendent in his uh, third kit. Someone should make a mug of that. Uh, it's Mr. Mark Newby. How are you doing, Mark? I'm all good, mate. I'm all good. Even better after Tuesday night. So, you know, swings and roundabouts. Yeah, excellent, excellent stuff. So on this week's show, as I said, we'll look back at that game with MK. We're going to hear uh, the goal. We're going to hear from Dean Holden. Also got an interview uh, with Jack Payne uh, after that game as well. We'll touch on the McCauley Bond situation, um, the uh, the social media scandal, uh, if you want to call it that, or, or social media issue, whatever you want to call it. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that because I did ask Dean about that during that midweek. He was obviously... Uh, dropped for the game at Milton Keynes. So let us know what you thought of that. Of course, uh, we'll look ahead to the game uh, with uh, with more. We've got Dave Salmon coming on, who's a, a commentator and podcaster up there for, for the club and for Beyond Radio and an all-round good egg as well. So we're going to speak to him uh, later on uh, in the show. Um, let's hear the goal very quickly then from Tuesday night. Uh, really pleased that the Addicts held on uh, for all three points to put right that 6-0 defeat uh, at Ipswich Town. Let's have a listen to the goal scored uh, by Jack Payne. Dobson crossing in the uh, middle ball to the feet of Raksaki little touch into the path of Payne in the penalty area and there's the opening oh, goal what a good goal lovely work goal what from Joel short corner well worked into Raksaki's feet he spotted Jack Payne in the penalty area lovely first touch he opened himself up and drilled in past coming to give Charlton the lead a fantastic goal wasn't it the, the, the first the first ball into, into Jez in the little pocket his weight of pass into Jack Payne and his finish was excellent as well Jack Payne in the penalty area. Lovely work call from the short corner from Fraser. Claire Dobson, ball into Raksaki. Little turn, spotted Payne in the right corner of the penalty area. Lovely first touch. And then a drilled shot, which Cumming could do nothing about. And after 16 minutes of this second half, the Addicts take the lead. And uh, from the first half, I think it's well-deserved. In the opening quarter of an hour of the second half, you have to say the home side have looked a much better outfit, but Charlton are the ones who've got their noses in front. There we go, then. I forgot that Carl Robinson was alongside Terry there. If, if I just clipped uh, all of Carl Robinson speaking, that could have covered the whole show quite comfortably, really. But, um, yeah, good, good to see three points. Um, evening to everyone in the chat as well as joining us live on... Uh, YouTube in particular to Paul Davenport who said he's got a third kit mug on order. I'll, I'll, I'll show you some of the mugs 
uh, later on in the show, we've got a, uh, a new Etsy store selling a bit of merch for the first time ever. Um, so keep an eye out for that. I'll, I'll put the link up later on in the show uh, as well. Um, yeah, we, we needed that, Joe, as, as a side. The players needed that. The fans needed that. We needed a reaction from the, the 6-0 defeat. I, I certainly did. And I didn't think that we massively got it in the first half, but we did in the second. You know, there, there were elements in the first half that were okay. But second half, we, we were, other than the first 10 minutes or so, the better side. And, and, and I'm glad we, 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 uh, we put in a display that, that was very much required. Yeah, I mean, I actually said on Tuesday that for me, we approached Tuesday night's game as we should have approached Saturday's game. Nice and compact in shape, not giving really anything away. Um, the midfield certainly looks a bit more cohesive and, and, and tightened together. The space wasn't really there. Um, and, and if we had played as we played at Ipswich, even with it being MK, who are nowhere near the same level, we still probably would have lost quite embarrassingly so um, they needed to react uh, I'm pleased that we did I'm pleased that we got a win uh, even though you know it would have been nice to have taken a couple more chances or, or created a little bit more uh, but just to steady that ship again and and now the season is over you know we've got the points so uh, we could just sort of ride out the next few games um, and see where we end up next season but for me it'll be interesting to see how some of these players play over the next few games and, and whether they can carry on that kind of form in terms of you know good solid displays or whether a few people actually put their that hand in the air and say no I really want to be part of this and I'm going to put in some absolutely sterling performances I think Payne was was one who put his hand up on Tuesday and, and sort of took the game by the scruff of the neck and showed some of the quality he does have which is frustrating because we don't see a lot of it over the course of the season um, so hopefully there's a few more moments like that for us to actually get excited about while we sort of trudge towards the uh, the the end of the season. And that game felt like an end-of-season game, um, really, to me. Yeah, I, I think that there's elements of it that, that were fair. Certainly, the first half, like, we had... Um, I don't know, it felt like we had a lot of possession um, without, you know, once we got in and around the box, without really creating too many. I think the best chances really fell to Fraser and Payne, who had a shot over from the edge of the area. Uh, Fraser probably should have done better with his his effort across that he picked up at the far post and chested down. But you know, it, it was it's one of those frustrating games that probably sums probably sort of personifies our season in a way, Mark. In that we were a bit slow at the start, had had a good spell. Uh, we were on the back foot a little bit right at the end as well. But it was that consistency and performance that we struggled with all season really, and and that was boiled down quite nicely into the ninety minutes on Tuesday. Yeah, I mean, that is the watchword for this season. It's consistency. We just haven't had any. Um, I think one of the things you've got to be aware of is that we, we didn't try anything elaborate. We Whether Saturday still played on their minds, you know, we were, like Joe says, we were compact, we were tidy. You know, Yes, you know, they could have done a bit better in the attack in third, but I don't think at any time did you think, oh, no, you know, we're going to go back and slip into our old ways. I think the way, you know, with the midfield looked, there wasn't much rushing to be out of position. And I think that helped us. And it did stifle Milton Keynes quite a bit. And when the goal came about, yes, they were sort of like getting their foot in, but not to an extent where we were absolutely backs against a wall. So I think keeping it simple, keeping it uh, basic worked for us. Um <sighs> I thought most, like, like most Charlton fans, it gets to the last 10 minutes, you're 1-0 up, you're thinking this is going to finish 1-1. One, one. 
you know, I'd, I'd, I'd have probably put all, the, all my money in my pocket on Lewington scoring. He seems to have good games against us, but I think this is one of those times where we managed to, you know, Lee Byrne put himself around and introduced himself a bit. And he looked, you know, he didn't have the most comfortable of games. So, but consistency has been the watchword all season. And it's, it's difficult to know. You say about keeping the players and, you know, who's going to hold their hands up. But then they've got to say, right, I've got to be able to do it. We haven't seen enough of Payne this season. But I think he's one of those awkward players to go, where is your best position off him? You know, he's not a striker. He's not really a winger. Is he an attacking midfielder? But, you know, is he going to do the rest of the job? I think he's one of those players. He's a bit pigeonholed into what he can do. So I'd, I'd find it hard. I like Payne. And I thought he was unlucky to get sent off. The second tackle was silly. The first tackle I thought was a good tackle. But, you know, like he has got a bit of a point to prove. And, you know, it was a heck of a goal as well. Yeah, it really was a, a cracking finish. Um, uh, you know, Jez Ratsaki involved as well, as, as you'd always expect. It was a simple pass. But, yeah, he, he took that with a plum, uh, did Jack Payne. Celebrated right in front of the away fans. More, more on that later. Um, but yeah, uh, we, we'll speak probably more in depth about Jack Payne when we hear from him in a few moments' time, Joe. But yeah, in, in terms of a player who's who's needed something, he, he was back in that in that starting lineup, and, and he provided something that, that that you know at times probably he he will feel like he's been missing this season. Yeah, and, and he, to, let's be honest, he was probably only in because Campbell got a knock, um, but took his took his chance well. Uh, I, I was. I think he was one of those players that, that would have been putting their hand up to come in after the 6-0, uh, 6-0 drubbing that we had. And we were talking about that as well in the in the, in the the week in terms of would Dean pretty much pick the same side, apart from Innes, obviously, who wasn't, or would he would he ring the changes? And he came in and, and, and showed he's got some quality and showed he's got something to give to the side and he can be creative. For me, I think he's better in that sort of 10 role in behind the striker. Um, and I think he's been lucky not to get more game time with Fraser being so hot and cold. Um, he is a, a, a player that, that has good runs and really, really bad runs. And, and sometimes I think just taking that player out of the firing line and bringing him back in can, can sort of rejuvenate their season. And Fraser's needed that at times and, and hasn't been able to have it. Uh, but so many of these players, uh, like so much, so much aside, it's one good game and then one bad game. And, and, you just can't get that consistency out of them. Uh, and even if we do put in a run of the next three three games, does it necessarily mean that we're going to be building onto anything next season? But I think he can be pleased with his night's work and fingers crossed he can actually go and build on that now and over the next couple of games and, and get some confidence ahead of the summer. Because um, I don't think we're going to be able to ship everybody out and, and players like Payne might still be part of the squad and we need them to be in the right mindset to come in naturally. But put us in a position to be moving upwards from, from 10th in League One, which we all know it just isn't good enough for us. Yeah, and, and also let's let's not get carried away with the fact that you know 10th, 10th does sound quite high <laughs> up the table, but we're still what we're currently 14 points off the playoffs. I mean that that's the stat that's important, and that's with Bolton who are in um, in sixth with with a game in hand. You know the the the, uh, the distance we are from the top six is something that we can't forget, and, and obviously that's I feel like that's a, a drum I'm going to be banging quite a lot between now and the end of the season. Even if you know we go on to win the remaining three games, which you know, on paper, we should do. It's two two home games, and then you know, maybe a, a slightly tough trip to to Cheltenham on on the final day. Um, whilst it's important not to get carried away, I guess we, we needed them to show some fight, and uh, we'll hear from Dean in a few moments' time, Mark. But he said actually that the fact that we did have to go a bit back to the water at the end probably 
helped to display that a bit more than it than if we'd gone there and won three nil. You know that we, we we that we actually managed to cling on a bit. I think there there was one hairy moment when Sully Kai Kai, uh, who I forget used to play for us at one point, had a volley at the far post. Uh, right at the end, you know, I think Liko hit the post in the first half as well. They had a couple of half chances. I don't think they were up to much, though, Milton Keynes, uh, which is strange because they're on the back of a good run. But yeah, Dean, Dean reckons it showed a bit of grit and, and a bit of fight after after Saturday when obviously they, they, they showed neither of those qualities. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously him as a manager is looking to see which one of those players is going to say, yeah, I had an absolute stinker of a game at Ipswich and it's not going to happen again. And he's he, I mean, could you see that it might not be actually in how they're playing? It could just be their attitude on the pitch, you know, the talking to each other, the geeing each other up, which was so, you know, obviously missing on Saturday. Every time a goal went in, it was just despondency. I think we seemed a bit more like a team on Tuesday night. And yeah, I agree. If we'd won 3 0, you know, would that people say, well, oh, Ipswich was a blip because we've been on this run? No, it probably wouldn't pay public. You know, he's looking for different things for us than we do as fans, probably. Um, so for him, if he's happy with a 1-0, but the attitude's changed, then that'll do for me. Because, I mean, I think with it, like I say, we, we, you said you're going to come on to the situation with Bon, and there was talk of Fraser as well after the Ipswich game. And it seems like the gaffer seat runs a very tight... Um, ship a very much you know i'm in charge ship and so if he thinks people are going to be mucking about it's like that strict teacher at school you know if you were mucking around behind his back you know that he'd turn around and flick you with a chalkboard or something and he knew and you didn't Showing do it your twice. Age then. most of our listeners haven't heard of chalkboards i'm afraid mark <laughs> oh, i'm sorry i google it um yeah <laughs> so it's i think you know if dean's happy you know, I think we'll, we'll go, we'll, we'll trust him and say, right, you know, we, we get why he's happy with a 1 0 because it did show character and it did show a few of them to say, yeah, I don't want to be on a in a team which loses 6 0. Yeah, and, and we needed that. All hell let loose, pointing out that Lee K used to play for us. Yeah, I, 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 I do remember that. Um, uh, you know, unfortunately, his second spell wasn't as good as his first, but um, yeah. Um, John saying inconsistent. Uh, team loads of individual consistencies, the likes of Albie, Fraser and, and Payne. I did say we, we, we're going to speak about Fraser a bit on this evening's show because we had a couple of um, uh, of tweets coming in during the week um, from Ryan, one, one from Ryan and a couple of people sort of backed it up. So we'll have a good chat about that in a few moments' time. Um, but yeah, the, the, the defending on show was, was brighter as well, Joe. And again, it, it was impossible to, to get worse, I guess, but that that element, as I was saying to Mark earlier, it was an important part of it. And, and I thought Hector came out of the game quite well. And I thought Terrell Thomas actually did quite well seeing him in that central defensive role, which, had, from memory, I don't think we actually seen possibly since the four-all draw with Ipswich in, in actual central defensive role. And he did fine. Yeah, I mean, I, I like I like Thomas, really. I, I, I liked him when he was here, you know, as a youngster. I was a little bit disappointed when we let him go because I thought, um, that he was sort of come through to be at a level that we were at, um, and turns out that we've we, we definitely have managed that. Um, he's is he is he a starting centre back? Maybe not, but definitely a, a good squad player. I think for us to have, um, especially with being able to just sort of stand in and, and play left back, and it was good to see him get a chance to play at centre back alongside Hector because um, his only other game in centre back, if we're going back that far, would have been. Potentially, again, with um, 
it would, that maybe have been Hector's first game, or was it before the window? But it wouldn't have been with a settled back four. He now got Hector alongside him to to help him out. Um, and it's a he does play the ball well. He does defend well generally. Um, but again, it's is is another player that you look at and you go, are they quite there for next season? And can he do it consistently at this level? Um, those question marks will will probably remain remain open. But Hector is is one of the ones he's had some bad games, I think personally, but he's had more good and he is someone you can start building a defense around it. And him and Ness together, I really like as a combination. Um, it's a shame that Ness hasn't been around to, for them to build that partnership now. Um, and, and I hope we do retain him uh, moving into next season. I think our big rebuild is going to be at fullback because we're only really going to have out and out fullbacks one in the building when the season ends. And so that's, mm. you, you're going to have to go and get at least three of those to get you through next season. Um, and that's where the yeah. big question marks will be. Yeah, Dan's got a better memory than me. He says here, uh, Terrell Thomas's last game at centre-back was Oxford where he had an absolute mare. Yeah, and I mean, I remember the Ipswich one where uh, he also had an absolute mare as well. I mean, there's an interesting chat going on in the, in, in the YouTube comments here. Um, uh, all hell let loose saying, should uh, Wallacott have been upset about not being recalled uh, after Ashley Maynard Brewer letting six at Ipswich? I mean, my, my initial, because someone said that to me on, on the way to the game on Saturday, not, not saying... He should be, but just whether Dean might have done that as a reaction after what had happened as a, as a chance to see what Willicott's up to. But he's done nothing wrong for me. You know, Paul, uh, who, who very kindly has bought one of our mugs, said, uh, how many of the six were Ash's thoughts? He was left exposed by Keystone Cops defending. And that's sort of where I've landed on that. Um, I mean, someone suggested uh, Callum saying Willicott's probably going to leave in the summer. Um, uh, Ian saying, why are people criticising Maynard Brewer? Leave him alone. Yeah, I mean... I, I, I was saying in the car on the way up, I feel like we've got probably two two good enough goalkeepers. You know, they're going to make rickets. That's why we're in League One. Ashley's had a couple. Jojo had a couple in his time. But uh, yeah, I wasn't tempted to drop him at all for, for that game on, on Tuesday night. Mark, would you have gone differently? Well, something we did talk about um, previously to the, to the night, we're saying who, well, who might come in. Um, yeah, did Ash do an, anything particularly wrong in Ipswich apart from pick the ball out six times? Um no, but we're going to say, like I say, the thing about Wallacott going in the summer and if he wants Ashley to be his number one keeper for next season, the more experience he gets, because he is still young, even though he's played quite a few games out on loan, he needs better coaching, I think, goalkeeper coaching. I think we're lacking with that at the moment because I think his distribution is not good. I think he's, he's he can be a fantastic, instinctive shot stopper. Um, a bit like Pope was when Pope was with us. Um, but you'd want his distribution to, to be a lot better. I mean, I'm not looking for him to sort of like be the fifth centre-half and dribble it out from the back. But he's got if he's got the ball, he's got to learn to... He can throw it. He can, you know, half-kick it, half-volley. He doesn't... His, a lot of his passing out just seems to be wrong. And you do wonder if a goalkeeping coach is there... What, why they're not seeing it because we're seeing it in the stands, you know. Yeah, we're not experts, but you know, maybe they are working on it and he's just, just got to work a bit harder. So, could Woolacott could have come in for a few, few games if he's going to be gone in the summer and actually he's going to be our number one next season? I can understand why Dean says, Right, you're going to, you're going to stay there and react to it yourself because you were part of that team which lost. Let's see how you react as well. So, because it's it's all very well sort of saying how, how the outfield players are reacting to it, you've got to see how your goalkeeper's reacting. Because obviously he's he's not gone home Saturday night 
you know, full of laughs and jokes. He's he's probably analysing. He strikes me as a kind of player who analyses his game and can see, you know, could any of those six, could I have stopped? Okay, you know, we open the floodgates and probably not. They all seem to be piling past him at a rate of knots. But he also did make a couple of more saves without him on Saturday. We probably could have conceded nine. So I'd have been flipping a coin, to be quite honest, whether I put Jojo back in or whether let Ash stay there. I think if you're looking towards next season as we are now, I'd say, right, keep Ash in there. And then if he does make a mistake, it's not the end of the world because it's nothing. nothing's relying on it. We're not going up, we're not going down, we are where we are. So if he makes a mistake, fine, learn from it, move on. <laughs> Yeah, excellent. Right, George said I would much rather Jojo was our number one with Ashley Maynard Brewer on the bench. That's interesting, George. Yeah, I mean, if uh, if people want to have a have their say in the comments, let us know. Would you rather have uh, Ashley or Jojo uh, on on uh, in the starting lineup? Uh, that's interesting that, that George has said that. Right, let's have a listen to what Dean Holden said uh, after the game. Then we still got plenty to talk about, obviously, with the, the celebrations with, with Fraser's performances recently uh, and the Bond stuff still coming up. But let's hear what Dean made of the uh, the win uh, over at Milton Keynes on Tuesday. Well, you wanted a reaction and uh, you got one this evening. Yeah, I think so. I think it was a perfect response. I think, you know, our supporters were turning up here, probably travelled most of the afternoon, coming up here and thinking, like, wondering what we we're going to see. And I think it's vindication, I think, for the way that we've handled that 6-0 defeat at the weekend. There's different ways you can go after that. And there's a lot of emotion, obviously, around the result. And, you know, we, obviously, we addressed it, as we always do with the players, but we did it in a calm manner once we'd... Uh, once we got through Saturday evening, we did it in a calm manner and I think you saw the confidence had not dropped really in the players. I think that first half performance shown that we, we got on the ball, we moved it well. And without the, you know, without Campbell and Blackett Taylor down that left-hand side that can stretch the opposition, we had to find a different way. We've, we've obviously Payne playing in there who doesn't do that as probably as much, although he still runs to be fair, he's probably not got that top-end pace like Corey. So, you know, we found moments to get through the midfield, through the lines in midfield and, and turn their uh, back four around and we just didn't have that moment of quality in the first half that was the only thing that was really lacking really we, we had some excellent sort of approach play and the only other thing with that is once we arrived in there we were probably crossing too early we were probably picking the wrong moment and not enough as I say not enough quality and then we weren't getting up behind the game defensively and, and they were then turning the ball over on the edge of their box and then it was like a game of basketball weren't it at times they were they were breaking six seven seconds into our final third so put that right in uh, half time and then we probably, I thought we started a bit sloppy second half, 10, 12, 30 minutes, I thought we were a little bit sluggish, but we then got hold of the game, scored an excellent goal, fantastic finish, but the approach play again. And then we probably took it the, too far the other way in terms of we were then maybe trying to overplay at times rather than taking a shot and a cross. So, you know, lots of good stuff. I said it before, I think if we did even drew that game late on or possibly lost the game, I still saw a committed display, I still saw players running and... You know what? That was the most important thing tonight because we needed to put some pride back in it. If you go and get beat heavy again tonight or whatever, that that could really sort of start, start to fester. So we can't forget what happened on Saturday, and we won't do. But we have put it to bed really quickly, which really pleases me. Mm. Uh, I think it was a great finish from Jack. He's probably one of the players who's endured one of the more frustrating seasons. Started quite well with goals and assists, but hasn't been picked that often. Um, is, he, is he giving you a display tonight that suggests he could be involved a bit more? I don't know anyone that can enjoy a frustrating season, but I know, I know, what, I know what you're trying to enjoy. say. Yeah, enjoy. I thought you yeah. said enjoy, sir. <laughs> um, it's the accent. <laughs> I think, it, yeah, and, and, and recent weeks, obviously, he had the red card a couple of weeks ago and he, he won't have played as much football as he would like. One thing about Jack Payne, I would say, is he is totally committed. His, his training displays, whether he's in the team or not, are outstanding. His attitude is first class. He's a leader uh, within that dressing room and 
not going overboard, of course, but I think when you're someone like him that's not played as, as much as you would like, when you come in the team, you've, you know, the only way you can perform and be up to speed with the game is if you uh, is if you train properly every day. And I think it's a good moment for him in front of our supporters in that corner. A really good moment for him to uh, to get that goal. It was like you say, it was an excellent goal, brilliant, brilliant play to get there. I think it was Jez with the assist and one hell of a one hell of a strike. So. They threw caution to the wind, didn't they? Like on, they brought Will Grigg on. They went two up top. They started going a lot more direct, which is not what MK Dons normally do. So um, it was back to the wall stuff towards the end, naturally. But uh, yeah, I said to the players, I'd rather win it one 0 than come here and win five and six 0 and that might make me a little bit boring, and maybe our, our supporters might want a few more goals. But at the same time, I think it goes to show that it's a really dogged one uh, 0 display with with a lot of personality. There we go, that's Dino speaking uh, about the win over at Milton Keynes then uh, on Tuesday evening. Um, yeah, he, he was uh, trying to trying to catch me out, saying I have an accent uh, when, when I said endure, but uh, he should look in the mirror. He's got the thickest Mancunian accent I've ever heard. Um, Pleased please with the, the reaction, I think he said, was, was the most important thing to him, Joe, and, and you can see that. Uh, he, he's got to balance this fine line at the moment where he's probably looking at a squad they, he, he will be happy to get rid of quite a few of them at the, at the end of the season. But at the same time, he can't have anyone down tools and he can't have a playing squad that completely loses some sort of any sort of interaction with the fan base, if that makes sense, or any goodwill, because he needs that goodwill to roll over into next season. And I think performances like the Ipswich game in, in particular ruin that. So he's, he's got to try and balance, uh, b- balance that quite carefully. Yeah, you need to stop taking uh, pot shots at Dean and the players, Louis. You won't get us in trouble again. <laughs> um, yeah, they, he has to he has to keep everyone galvanised. We've got three more games to go. Um, you've got to keep everyone together, fighting in the same corner, uh, get through the season. And then there are maybe going to be some players that he's going to have again next season that he doesn't really want to have. There are going to be players that we can't move on. Um, who other clubs don't value. And to be honest, well, he might not value either. So he's got to have those guys still pulling in the right direction for him and being part of a cohesive squad and a cohesive team. Uh, Because if you've got that sort of underlying disenchantment or disappointment festering in the squad, it, it, it can affect the rest of the players coming in. So yeah, he's got to keep, he's got to keep everyone together. And, and he's got, he's got to give players the opportunity to show not only for us, but if he wants to move some of these players on, you know, that was one of the points I made about Willacott. You know, he's probably on a fair chunk more money than Ash. Um, and if we don't want to have all that money tied up in two goalkeepers, then maybe we give, you know, Jojo a couple of games at the end of the season just to sort of go out and show his value so we can try and get someone to come in and, and take him off us and maybe even give us a, a bit of a fee. So he's, it's a difficult balance for him. I, I don't envy his his job at the minute, but he's got to try and get us through the, these next three games and then just focus on a really positive summer, building into next season and, and hitting that, you know, all, all full steam ahead. Mm, yeah, certainly. Right. Uh, we had a tweet in uh, yesterday from Ryan. Let me try and find it. Um, he said, uh, Louis, can we discuss Fraser in the next Charlton Live? I sent a tweet. I don't really rate him. Uh, for what we need. I see him as a luxury, not a tackler, a grafter. Uh, if the ball is not played to him, he is out of the game. Some agree. Others disagree. Uh, would like to know for. So, I mean, let, let, we'll open that up to the comment section as well because I imagine this will split opinion a few a few times. I, I, I can see where he's coming from, Mark, with Fraser. Um, and, and actually, his goals this season hasn't been that bad. I think he's up to seven now, last, last time I checked. 
um, which isn't awful for a midfield. And maybe, like, if I'm being greedy, maybe one or two more. But, yeah, seven's not that bad at all, really. Um, does he affect enough games for us? When he's on his day, he looks very good. You know, he's got a wonderful free kick recently. He's got five assists this season as well, which, again, it could be higher. You know, our um, highest assist makers are Albie and Jez with seven each. But, obviously, Jez has got 13 goals to go with that rather than the Scots seven. So... His numbers aren't the worst we've ever seen. I feel like a player of his potential, they, they could be a bit higher. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. <laughs> I think he's underperformed for us this season. I think when he when he signed for us, we were quite excited because we thought, you know, he's a decent player. We thought there was a bit of a mistake, Ipswich letting him go and thinking, you know, he can do a job for us. And in flashes, he can look really, really good. But there's a lot of the games where he looks lazy. And I don't know whether he feels he's got Dobson and Morgan to do his running for him. So he doesn't need to put himself around. And that might not be his, you know, number one thing he has in his arsenal anyway, because he's got a good strike on him. He's he's quite a clever passer of a ball. And like I say, his free kicks are really good. But I think maybe he feels that he's our luxury player um you know most teams have that kind of player who doesn't do all the hard work but you give them the ball and they'll they'll make the other you know they'll punish the other team with an assist or a goal and like i say his stats aren't terrible um but we're not that kind of like team at the moment who could afford to have that luxury player you know we, when we had klaus jensen he he's he was you know he, he couldn't tackle a bag of chips but you know, give him a ball, and he was a magician. Well, he want to. <laughs> exactly, uh, but give him a give him a ball, and his passing and he his vision was was phenomenal. So you didn't mind having the players around him who were working that extra ten percent to get the ball. I mean, a prime example would have been well, way before your probably your Anjo is that Leticia at Southampton. It was him and ten donkeys, but the ten donkeys worked, gave a ball to Leticia, who just scored. Phenomenal goals. Yeah. Is that kind of luxury? Had, had terrible long-term effects, though. <laughs> it, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's you know, it's, it's examples of players in teams. You think yourself, look at Man City with De Bruyne. Now, I personally think De Bruyne's the best player in the Premiership, but he does he tackles, puts himself around. He could be their luxury player, but he you know, but he works hard, and because no one in Pep's side doesn't work hard. Whether Fraser thinks. You know, I don't need to because Doblo's there doing the work of two men. Morgan will put a tackle in. I, I don't know. Maybe it's a psychological thing with him because he's definitely got the skill. It's whether he's got the application in the long run to make it work for him and us as a team. Because I think, would I, would I pick him? Yeah, yeah, I would. I would pick him in, you know, if you're picking the, the team for this season, I would put Fraser in there for us because one there's not a lot of competition but i think as there's enough about him but i like to watch him there's enough about him which i find utterly frustrating as a player and you think yourself you know for god's sake you know get into second gear just don't wander around you're looking like someone's just tied your laces together yeah i mean check check out if, if, any, if anyone wants to get really 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 frustrated about something have a look at the tracking back 
for the sixth goal against Ipswich Town. And I know we've got to draw a line under it, but oh my Lord, have a look at that. Right, Fraser, um, a few people have, have had their say on him. Uh, Chartley says uh, he's a very good player, but I often think he slows us down. Is he a luxury we simply can't afford uh, in League One? Uh, Dan says, I rate Fraser. You have to think he was not playing in a position that doesn't work for him under Garner. Now he is playing higher up. Uh, he can kick on uh, next season. But I do wonder if, um, you know, ha- ha- does he affect enough games, you know? Does he take the game by the scruff of the neck or does he only play well when we play well? Is Which way round is it? It's a real tough one. Keith said, a decent player but not consistent enough, which I think is fair. Martin said, uh, is he out of contract? No, he's not. But he said, uh, I'd love to see Aaron Henry given a run in the last few games. He could be one that leaves and comes back to bite us. We've seen that a few times, haven't we? Paul said, uh, a phrase is skillful but not enough to excuse his current lack of dynamism. Uh, George said, if Fraser had a right foot, he would be playing in the championship. And I rate George's comments more than most people because he's just said that he's just bought himself a Charlton Live mug. Make sure you check out our uh, Etsy store, charltonlive.etsy.com. Right, the other massive talking point that came out, of course, uh, from Ipswich uh, and then on to, uh, on, on to Tuesday's game was Macaulay Bond and uh, Instagram gate. He, uh, he, he liked uh, an Instagram post uh, from Ipswich Town and then one from an Ipswich Town fan. Uh, celebrating the fact that they beat us 6-0, a game in which he he seems to forget he was playing for us rather than the other team. Uh, so uh, Dean Holden decided to drop him uh, for that reason uh, against Milton Keynes. I asked Dean after the game, uh, just for an explanation on what actually happened. So you, you were going to have words with McCauley. Um, <laughs> clearly words have been had. I mean, can we understand that conversation? Did he offer an explanation for how that happened? Listen, McCauley's... Um... It didn't mean any intention to disrespect our supporters. It was social media can can do this to people sometimes. and I can totally understand the frustration and, and our supporters and the way that came across. So I had that conversation with, with Maka. I think I've talked from day one about building that connection with our fans and you know that's the last thing we want to do is make it look like we're sticking two fingers up to them because that's not, that wasn't the intention. I have to say that wasn't the intention. But I, I made the decision tonight. I didn't want to... Um, I wanted to almost... Uh, get the game, hopefully get a win and now we move forward. For me, it's done. He's missed out tonight on the squad. He's accepted it. Um, he'll be back in training and for me, it's put to bed. I didn't want it to fester. I think it's uh, he's had his punishment, so to speak, and, uh, and we move forward. Yeah, just just a one-game thing and draw a line now. I yeah, I think we should draw a line on it. Listen, he's, 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 we'll draw a line on it. I think sometimes you can you can blow things out of proportion or the rest of it. I think that the key thing tonight was to focus on, obviously, the players that we brought with us tonight. Um the bit at the end there we've gone over to our fans and, and we've had a good moment with them and I'd like to think now that yeah it's uh, we draw a line under it uh, Joe you drawing a line under it <clears throat> well if he doesn't want people to blow things out of proportion he's going to uh, not be pleased to see me on here um, no <laughs> not drawing a line under it um, I, 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 wasn't, I didn't welcome him back uh, I thought you know we had seen all we needed to see from Bon um, I thought he was disrespectful um, when he left the club, um, you know, he said there it wasn't his intention to do it. What was your intention? What genuinely? What were you thinking? And and I would argue if you're if you're doing something like that after you've just been absolutely drubbed six 0 it just shows you don't really care. You, you might be pleased for Ipswich and the fact they're going up, but you're you should have personal pride and you should have pride in the shirt and you should have pride in the club, and you don't. If you're doing that, you don't. What if we? If he's here next season, genuinely, I won't be able to cope with it. Genu- genuinely, send someone around to check on me because I'm not going to be able to cope with the extended contract. So, if we do, if we, if we're not extending his contract, 
what's the value in giving him the next three games? I don't think he's earned the next three games. I don't think he deserves them. Um, I don't think he deserves the forgiveness or respect from the fans. I don't think he respects us or the club. Uh, and quite frankly, I'll be disappointed. I think it will be detrimental to Dean Stock as the manager to just bring him back in when we've got Carnu and Lieburn last three games of the season. We're not playing any of the top sides. You can actually genuinely give them a bit of an opportunity to go out um, and, and learn a little bit more towards the end of the season and kick on for next. We're not going to further the club's cause by playing that man anymore. Just getting gone. Getting gone. The words of Joe Puddyfoot there on Charlton Live. I mean, a few, a few people have got involved. Uh, Dan said, I don't think he should play another game, not only because of that, but also why should we give game time to a person who won't be here? I'd much rather let Carney play and see if he can get ready for next year. Patrick said, I think Bond's learnt his lesson now. Hopefully he doesn't do it again. Uh, if he does, we can sort him out further. Good maturity from Holden. Uh, I mean, I imagine the majority of fans hope he won't get the chance to do it again because he won't be here. And if he's liking Ipswich post next season, it's because he's, he's watching as a fan or something, which is, uh, which is fine. Um, yeah. Max says, uh, I, I agree with Joe. I can't understand how it can be excused. Dan said, if you go off the way he acted last time he left, it makes you think what on earth is he uh, doing back? Uh, Pat then said, uh, Bond's got a huge job on, on his hands. If he wants to stay next season, if he scores two hat tricks between now and the end of the season, Mark, I mean, imagine he'd be getting the, the pen out. For, for Macca, were you? No. No, right. Let's go. Excellent. Right. Uh, let, let's get... We, we do actually have to move on because we've got, we got Dave waiting in the waiting room. Let's have a quick break. When we come back, I'm going to show you, um, show you my mugs, which I'm very excited to show you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Cullen trying to take his man on. Chip ball back across. Bowers there. Pierce is there. Bowers with a header. And it's Joe. Yes! Oh, he's got Oh, Patrick Barr. You absolute German beauty. Woo! Dream lads. Joe have scored. With seconds remaining. We've done it all. Guess it. Come on. What a time to be here. Here at Wembley. Oh, my word. Well, welcome back to Charlton Live. For anyone who was on uh, social media uh, last night would have seen that we've launched our brand new range of uh, Charlton Live mugs. As you can see, I've been drinking out of one. Anyone who's got eagle eyes will notice I've been drinking out of these for the last two or three weeks, actually, just to see if anyone caught up. But they're, uh, the majority of them are sort of designed, uh, inspired by classic kits. So you can see this one's 
based on the shirt I'm currently wearing. It's got the Charlton Live logo uh, on the back there. I'll just flash a few of them up on the screen. So this one uh, is from 98, 99, the Ecru kit. That's uh, probably my favourite one. But we've got this uh, monstrosity of a kit that Mark is, is uh, wearing. is now in mug form as well, 95, uh, 97. We've got one from 91, 92, this blue and black one. Uh, if you guys like that one, a grey one from the late 80s for anyone who do, does remember chalkboards. Um, you can uh, you can drink out of that one, and finally this one this one's been uh, quite popular so far. Uh, the 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 free stripe green and purple one, ninety six ninety eight. So if you guys want to have a look at those, uh, check out our merch store charltonlive.etsy.com. We've already sold at least uh, one during the show as well, which I'm quite pleased with. Uh, sold a few last night. Uh, feel free to check them out, and uh, you can you can drink out the same vessels that all of us on Charlton Live are drinking out of. What an honour that will be. Right, uh, we're going to hear from Jack Payne shortly, but since he's here now, it's time to bring in. Our uh, our correspondent uh, about Morecambe uh, FC. So welcome uh, to the show, Dave Salmon from Shrimps Lives, a commentator for the uh, the Beyond Radio up there in the club as well. One of my favourite opposition people to deal with as well. How are you doing, Dave? Oh, Louis, you're very kind. Uh, evening, all. Uh, evening, Joe. Uh, evening, Mark. I must say about your mugs, Louis. Uh, a bit disappointed yeah. that you've not got one uh, with the graph on it. I think that's probably going to be your bestseller. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I've got. Well, I'd, I'd, uh, I'd fear if I was to make a graph for you guys, it would be um quite a depressing one these days. So if, oh, if we were to look at look at Morecambe, we, so we we were chatting last week, and th- there was a, a concern that you might already be effectively down by the time we had this conversation. But actually, with a result against was it Wickham last time out, you've you've given yourselves fighting chance. How how are you feeling going into the rest of the season? Is it two points from safety? having played two more games or one more game now than others? Has it gone to three points now, actually, hasn't it? So it's uh, three points from safety with uh, three for us to play. Other teams around us have got four. We've got by far the worst goal difference as well. So that's effectively an extra point. So uh, coming to you guys on Saturday at the Valley, um, I think as our manager Derek Adams said in his pre-match press conference this afternoon, we've got to hope for another miracle. It happened almost 12 months to the day, didn't it? We were in a very similar situation. We were a couple of points inside the relegation zone, came to you. We'd only won twice away all season. Got the the 3-2 victory on that occasion. That got us out the bottom four and that's where we stayed till the end well, I don't think we got another point after we beat you on uh, over the Easter weekend but we stayed out the relegation zone and uh, the miracle happened we need to do the same again uh, this time around it's a little bit more of a, a tougher test and a tougher ask uh, going into this game because our as uh, well you know gents our away form is utterly utterly abysmal and by abysmal I mean, one away win all season. Um, We've only scored 12 goals away all season in 21 games. And uh, we've been on the end of quite a few hammerings, especially in the teams towards the top end of the table as well. So uh, if you look at it like that, not great in terms of optimism, but we got a great draw away at uh, Portsmouth over the Easter weekend. We got a fantastic win against Wickham Wanderers last Saturday. It was a, it was a well-deserved win as well. I know it was a last-minute winner, uh, a 1-0, but back-to-back clean sheets for the first time this season as well. So we've got to come to you with confidence and we've got to play for the win. Uh, trying to shut up shop uh, and, and play for a draw, it, it's not enough now. We've got to get three points uh, one way or the other. Mm. I, I was going to ask what, what's gone wrong this season, but I don't think that's quite fair because, I mean, expectation levels are finishing five places from the bottom, really, isn't it? So what's gone slightly worse than than, than perhaps last season? I think there's been a, a combination of, of factors. The main one is being our, our ongoing ownership issues and the club's been up for sale for most of the season. And uh, uh, the guy the who club. owns it, 
the guy who owns it's guy called Jason Whittingham. He's uh, the MD of a, a company called Bond Group Investments. They also own uh, Worcester Warriors Rugby Club. And a quick 10-second Google of Worcester Warriors will tell you everything you need to know about their sad demise. And uh, that's meant that uh, he's wanted to try and sell to the highest bidder. Uh, the person with the highest bidder is uh, a gentleman called Saab Johal. He runs a company called Saab Capital. If you look on Google uh, about him, hardly anything comes up. So there's been a lot of conjecture amongst the fan base that he hasn't got the money to, to pay for the club. The EFL have yet to ratify the deal, despite it dragging on for nearly six months. And if he's not found the money or, or not found the proof that he's, he's got the, the cash in the bank by now, surely uh, questions have got to be asked about if he's ever going to. And uh, that has to drip down that knock-on effect, doesn't it? You can't, uh, you can't not be affected by that every element of the club. You combine that with the fact that uh, our playing budget is what it is. We can't compete. We have to get young players on loan. We have to take punts on people from lower divisions and hope they come off. Um, last season, they did to an extent. This season, perhaps not not so much. And, of course, last season, we had a 26-goal scorer, which obviously uh, helps matters. And, and uh, he's got six this season. So, although he scored a great goal uh, to win the game against Wickham. So, all of those factors combined uh, means... We are where we are. We've actually got the same number of points at this point of the season than we had last season. Oh, really? So it's just unfair that everyone else has cheated by getting more. Um, I, I was going to say, I mean, I, we've had seasons where I, I would have dreamed of having a, a striker who scored six goals. But um, yeah, I mean, just very briefly then, Dave, who, who are the, the, the men who are the danger men? Obviously, if Stockton, I think he got one at the Valley last season, he, he could be up there. But who, who else? who else should we keep an eye on? I don't think you can ever rule out Cole Stockton. He, he, he does know where the net is. Part of his problem last this season, Louis, has been uh, his uh, service, quite simply. We had loads of shots last season, so he scored loads of goals. We've not had hardly any shots this season. And uh, and that's told a couple of will points out from an attacking point of view. Dan Crowley, um, attacking midfielder, who we got off, uh, on, a, on a free transfer in January, uh, played loads of games in the Championship for Hull and for Birmingham. He's been on loan at Cheltenham. And uh, he's, a, he's a great player. He's far too good for League One, far too good for us and uh, you'll see exactly why hopefully on Saturday. Young Adam Mayer on the left-hand side. He was injured on Saturday, but I think he's back for this weekend. Uh, he's only nine, well, he's just gone 19. Uh, tricky winger or try and just drive to the byline down the left and get the uh, the ball across. So hopefully those two can provide the service to Cole Stockton. Jensen Weir in the middle of the park on loan from Brighton is our top scorer uh, with 10. And it'll be a very welcome return to the Valley, Louis, for a, a, a fan favourite from last season from you, your guys, uh, Papa Soiree, who I knew was I know was absolutely terrible for you, uh, but he's been absolutely brilliant for us. Oh, that's just an insult, really, that he's finally picked up some form. <laughs> but there, there we go. Look, Dave, it's been a, it's been a pleasure to have you on. Uh, fingers crossed we'll be, we'll be speaking again next season as well. Uh, we wish you guys all the best, and I'll see you on Saturday. Look forward to seeing you. You certainly will, Louis. All the best, and uh, good luck for the rest of the season, apart from Saturday, of course. Yeah, cheers. There we go. That's Dave Salmon then. Uh, from, uh, from up uh, the, the more com, uh, commentator and uh, podcaster for Beyond Radio as well for, for Shrimps Live. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Top bloke, top bloke, and and really hope that, that Morgan do stay up, although obviously that I hope they don't beat us on Saturday. Right, we're behind time. I wanted to play this interview with Jack Payne. I spoke to him after the game uh, on on Tuesday night. Um, obviously, um, when he was speaking to Terry sort of at the start on Charlton TV, he spoke more about the game and his goal, which was great. But I wanted to find out about how the players are feeling about the season as a whole, and it started with his own season. Um, I guess it's been a bit of a frustrating one for him. For your, your start this evening, um, how hard has it been to not start games recently? 
Uh, yeah, it's, I'm not going to lie, it's been frustrating. It's, it's, if I'm honest, it's been a frustrating season for me. I've, I've struggled to get a run of games. I don't think, I've not started more than three league games in a row, but at the same time, if I'm my biggest critic, I've not done well enough when I have played to, to warrant that. But it's, it's been difficult, it's been frustrating. So nights like tonight where I do come in the team and get a goal and play quite well, I'm really pleased with and hopefully uh, I can do more of that because I just want to get better and better hopefully finish the season strong taking it into next season I was going to ask I mean, do you think you weren't given enough chances considering sort of at the start of the season you were quite high in the in the goals and assists states weren't you do, do you feel like you perhaps unfairly treated earlier on in the season I wouldn't say unfairly treated I feel like I feel like every every player is biased to themselves and desperate to play. Um, I felt like, yeah, there, there was times I felt like I was going to play and I didn't, but you've got 20 lads. We, we've got such a strong, talented squad and every player thinks they should be playing. So, yeah, from a personal point, I would have liked to play in a lot more. I'd have liked to got a run of games, but it is what it is and I've just got to, when I do get the opportunity, do what I can. Yeah, I, guess, I mean, you spoke about the, the talent in the squad. I know, you know, it's, it's great to, to go on a, a win today and obviously we, we're not on a dreadful run, actually, if you look over the last few weeks, but... When you put it in perspective of, of how far off Ipswich we were, for example, on Saturday and how far off the playoffs and, and challenging we are this season, I guess overall the players must look at this as, as quite a disappointing campaign. Yeah, 100%. I think, like you said, in the last few months even, our, our record's been a lot better. But yeah, we want to be we want to be challenging at the top. We, we don't like the fact that coming to the end of the season, there's not too much to play for. There's always opportunities, but we want to be fighting for promotion. Like That's what I'm used to in my career. That's what a lot of players are used to. So yeah, it's, it's, um, it's frustrating, but Listen, it is what it is. We, we just want to finish the strong, uh, season strong, especially for the fans who have been so good for us and take that into next season. Yeah, obviously, I mean, it's, it's a question that we always get to ask the manager because obviously he's in charge. But yeah. the players inwardly, what, what do they think needs to change in order for Charlton to be proper challengers next season? I think I think we have to take what we've because I think throughout the season we've improved we, we first half of the season weren't good enough and I think second half of the season's been considerably better and I don't know exactly but if you looked at the form table over the last four months I wouldn't be surprised if we are in and around the top six but like you said we want more than that I feel like when we've played teams around the playoffs we've, we've competed more than enough but I feel like Ipswich was a reality check on the weekend that we've got a lot to a lot to improve on and that will come with time obviously we've only worked with this gaffer three four months a full pre-season and yeah hopefully we can we can really give it a good go next season which is what everyone's desperate to do fans players everyone we're all on the same page and desperate to be successful there you go Jack Payne so obviously I asked him sort of more about the bigger picture there Joe about how how far off the playoffs we are etc etc um I, I run the maths. Obviously, he said probably since since Holden come in, he imagined we'd be in and around the top six. I mean, we'd still be probably 10th with a, a few more points, six or seven more points, seven more points, eight more points, but based on if we'd been, like, if Dean had been here the whole season, but we'd already be out of the playoff race pretty much. Um, yeah. The, the, do, do you feel the players understand there's still quite a long way to go? I mean, obviously not if he's saying that, but then, you know, would. Can he can he really come out and say, yeah, we need some more players? Um, especially when <laughs> he hasn't been starting. You can only say, oh, well, the squad's not good enough, but I can't get in that squad. Um, <laughs> so he's got he's got to say that the players are talented because he's got to talk himself up, hasn't he? Um, but yeah, that, that I think the players will, will know that they're, they're missing some some key components in there, and also that 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 few of them maybe haven't risen to their potential this season. But you know his. You, we do have players in there like 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 Payne, and he said he he hasn't had more than three consecutive starts all season. It's difficult for players like that to get any run of form going, um, and so you have to feel a little bit sorry for him in in that regard. He's not really had a proper opportunity to show his his real talent, and he was 
a mainstay last season. And I was surprised when Ghana didn't make him a mainstay, having brought him in this season. Uh, but they, they've got to be honest with themselves. A lot of those players, the fans aren't going to be happy if the squad is looking the same next season. We're going to want new faces. We're going to want different people. And, and some of the also runs can maybe still be the also runs. And, and But the first the starting 11 has to be different. There's not too many players in that squad who can genuinely put their hands up and say that they deserve to be part of a promotion winning uh, team next season, or even that they can be part of a promotion winning team last next season, unless they're being carried by some very, very good players around them. Mm, yeah. And that, I don't know. That's, that's why I still feel like as a club, uh, I, I don't know if we, we need to get to grips with a little bit, like expectation levels. People need to understand that this hasn't been good enough. Uh, Sam said it's all talk. Uh, we've heard this over the years. Plus, they say uh, we've got a, a, a strong squad, but they certainly haven't uh, done enough. Paul's saying that, that Joe's on fire. Uh, that, of course, is the benefit of doing it on YouTube now. We can get those emergency uh, bro- messages broadcast straight to Joe, uh, just in case he is. Right, we had a quick email in from uh, uh, Ray. says uh, Dean Holden has six away wins in 22 league games. Uh, coming in, so that's obviously 22 includes home and away, but uh, compare this with just uh, one away win for Ben Garner. Uh, the owners, whoever they are, must really support Dean uh, in the summer. I love the show, guys. That's from uh, Ray. Cheers, Ray. Right, let's have a look uh, ahead uh, to the Morgan game once more, then let's hear from Dean Holden uh, as we preview Saturday's home game with the Shrimps. In terms of the squad, Sean Clare got a good 80 minutes after his uh, injury scare. Manny Igbo, more minutes. Miles Lieber, a full 97 minutes after his injury. Uh, how's the squad after uh, what was now the final three-game week of the season? Yeah, fine. There's nothing really to get too carried away about. I think there's naturally some niggles and stuff at this stage of the season, particularly, as you say, in a three-game week. But, you know, the, the lads are all are all wanting to be out there now. It's uh, it's a stage of the season with three games to go. There's a lot to play for. for let's, let's, not, let's not kid ourselves. This is Charlton Athletic and there's three games the league one to finish the season as strongly as we can. The players know that there's there's contracts up for negotiation. There's there's all kinds of things going on. So there's I expect a really good solid free performances out of the next three games from from this team. And um, yeah, of course, a lot of the focus is on next season and planning. But yeah, making sure we finish strong is really important to me. So um, everyone's fronted up this morning. No problems at all with that. And we'll we'll, we'll see who's available tomorrow when we we'll pick a squad. And McCauley Bond obviously sat out Tuesday night uh, for for what you mentioned uh, pre-game. Is he back in contention for Saturday? I think yeah, I think we'll see how training goes tomorrow. As I said before, I spoke to McCauley on uh, prior to the game, and made it made it clear. Obviously, we've just got to be re, you know responsible around around social media and, and responsibilities and things like that. Um, I say it again, he didn't intend to you know to, to disrespect anyone, certainly our supporters. But I think it was important in, in that moment that we went with a squad that we knew we could get some real positivity from our support as well, which we did. And I said after the game, we move forward now. It's for me, it's done. It's uh, the punishments. Uh, has been had, so to speak, and yeah, we move forward. And we got Morecambe at the Valley, who um, having gone ten games without a win, have just beaten Wickham uh, in their last game to uh, to help their survival hopes and give them a boost. So uh, we face another side battling for their lives at the foot uh, of the table uh, as we try to cement the tenth place um, spot, which six sides below us could are also in contention for. So it's going to be uh, you know still something to play for and stuff. Yeah, of course. We it's important that you show up. I think. You know, we went to MK Dons even out. They were unbeaten in seven games, even though they're down near the bottom. So we've gone there and turned them over. People look at the previous result. They won't talk about for us. Um, I'm sick of talking about that one now. It's done, even though I keep bringing it up. Um, and it doesn't really matter what's gone on in the previous game. 
it really doesn't. I mean, you game from a winning run, you gain momentum, you gain confidence. Players have that belief, and you can quickly lose that after a, after a winless run. So to to go back to your point earlier about bumps in the road, I think that's hopefully something that we've managed to do quite well this season, which is overcome the disappointment of a result, um, but maintain the confidence because it's easy to go overboard after a game. The emotions can can get the better of you, and you know keeping the players' confidence is the most important thing. Um, so yeah, what's gone before doesn't really matter to me. It's as you say, Morecambe are fighting for everything. You have to give them total respect. But for us, we're on another home game in the Valley. There's only two left. Supporters are becoming excited for that reason, and uh, hopefully we can show them some more goals. There we go. That's Dino looking ahead to the Morecambe game. Yeah, when, when he said uh, the fans will be excited, there's only two home games left. I was like, yeah, I am kind of actually because we're, we're really nearly there now, Mark. We we, we nearly get the summer. Um, yeah, how how are you feeling uh, ahead of uh, ahead of Saturday's game? Then Bonin to start. Which way are you looking? No, I, you know what? I don't think Bond's going to start. I'd I'd be surprised if he was still on the bench. I think if he if he puts him in and he puts him to start, I think he's going to understand that when the teams are announced, who gets booed and who's going to get stick. And it's difficult for a player. You know, to be getting stick from your own fans before you like you kick off, um, and I think you know if if Lee Burns, oh yes, he's just come back, but he's a young lad, he's keen. Um, Carnu's there, and I think we've got another. Did we have another kid from the bench? I'm on the under, oh, under eighteen. Yeah, Zach Mitchell. Zach Mitchell came on. Is that who you're talking about? Yeah, no, a striker, Kelroy, uh, Kelroy. Early on in oh, the season, Kelroy Anderson. Kelroy Anderson. Anderson. Yeah, you know, put him on the bench again. You know, it's just thinking, it's a learning experience. And I look, Bond's not going to be here next season. I think Dean's, he's not going to come out and say, look, he's going to be gone, so don't worry about it. And I don't think it's, I've had a word with him, and he understands. I should imagine, uh, you know, our gaffer having a word with you involves you changing your trousers straight away afterwards because. Um, He's not going to be happy about that one one bit, and he's playing it down a bit and saying, "Oh, you know, let's draw a line under it." Yeah, he's not going to. I can't see if he does start Bond. I think it'll be a mistake because Bond's done nothing. He scored two goals. He's been offside more times in sort of like the games he's come back for us than probably most people have this season. And uh, I don't think it's a way to go. I think there's three games you can look at. Three games you can say, right, let's put the youngins in. Um, we are at the end of the season, and yeah, you are looking forward to almost to finishes. Even though we all go stir crazy off season because you're just constantly refreshing who's going, who's going. You know, following rumours, as though you end up having a couple of months of that, and then you're waiting for the fixtures to come out, the new kit to come out, and all those things which make the start of a season you know fun. I think the interesting thing is once it's all over and you see the list of people released, and then you can have a bit more cool-headedness about it. For Saturday, you know, whether he has to manage Sesh, whether he probably can't do two games in a row, so left-back's going to be a bit of an awkward one. So maybe, you know, put Sean Clare at centre-back and move Thomas across again. I don't know. It's a bit of a, it's a bit of a lottery ball situation. He's just picking numbers out and going, can I put him there? Mm. So I, I, I really couldn't tell me with a gun to my head. I couldn't tell you probably Maynard Brewing goal plus 10 others. That would be my, yeah. my team for Saturday. 
And even that's up for debate, judging by some of the comments we had earlier. All hell let loose says Anderson's more of a 10 uh, th- th- than a striker. He, just, he scored in that game down at Plymouth, didn't he, the pizza game, uh, if I remember rightly. Join the interesting chat saying, I worry that we'll have difficulty attracting quality players now. I think our reputation is tarnished due to ownership issues. I mean, as long as you pay enough money, I, I don't think... I don't think players pay attention to that sort of stuff, but you n- you never know. I mean, Paul says that uh, that John's right on that, but hopefully, being a London club with the size of the uh, of the stadium we have, will still will still carry some weight. Which which I think well, Dan's asking if if Patrick Casey should it be worth giving him a chance. I mean, he, he's he's the one scoring loads of goals down the 18s, isn't he? But even then, you know, we, we've seen with Carnu, just because you're scoring hundreds of goals in, in the academy doesn't mean you're physically quite ready yet. Um, which we'll see. Um, uh, you know, ho- hopefully we'll, we'll, we'll see him grow in the next couple of years in, into a player who can, who can make the, the first team. Right, we've run out of time uh, on this week's uh, Charlton Live, the big match preview. Again, it's flown by. Thanks to everyone who's, who's joined in. Uh, thanks to Dave, who joined us uh, from, from Morecambe earlier on uh, in the show. Thanks to everyone uh, with your comments and your emails, and especially uh, those of you who've bought mugs. Don't forget, charltonlive.ac.com if you want to try out one of our, uh, our uh, classic kit mugs. We've also got just a plain one with the logo as well, which is a bit more... Uh, affordable just if, if you want one that's out there i think they're uh they're, they're decent quality products uh I'm, pl- I'm pleased with how they've come out so have a look at them uh and uh, and buy them uh joe and mark it's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you guys cheers mate yeah, absolute pleasure to see your mug as well Thank you very much. That's why I brought us onto YouTube. Right, uh, I'm Louis Mendez. Thanks for listening. Don't forget, we'll be back uh, on Sunday morning. Anyone who doesn't have a mug by then is no longer allowed to listen. We'll see you later. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.